welcome to Pursuit Church Podcast, where we give those far from God the opportunity to pursue Christ. We are so glad you are here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe God has a word for you through today's message. John chapter 10, verse 11. These are the words of Jesus. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Psalm 23, we're going to dig into this psalm here in a minute. We're going to look at the first verse here. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The New Living Translation says, The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. I have all that I need when the Lord is my shepherd. This morning, I want to simply speak on the subject, the good shepherd, the good shepherd. You may be seated, church, the good shepherd. Uh, they did so good with the worship this morning, even though I cut them off. Uh, they're always so full of mercy towards me. Uh, lately, I've been spending more time in the book of Psalms, and there's so many. Uh, I think I read 10 of them this morning. Uh, there's so many that just hit home. And Psalm 23 uh, is just one of many that I've been reading and uh, trying to dig deeper in uh, because, church, a psalm can appear to be just very simple. In fact, Psalm 23 is only six verses. Uh, but when you try to understand the context and the background and, and who wrote it, the author, uh, it always reveals much more uh, than what's just on the surface. Uh, now, Psalm 23 is probably the most well-known psalm. If you've ever read anything in the book of Psalms, you've probably read Psalm 23. In fact, it is said that the Bible uh, and the chapel of Baylor Hospital is always having to be replaced because the pages in and around Psalm 23 uh, get so worn out uh, by so many people reading it. And they, they even say they tear it out. They tear the psalm out of the Bible and they simply take it with them and carry it wherever they go uh, just for encouragement. Now, church, it was David. David, the former shepherd boy who wrote it, the 23rd Psalm. And I'm going to share it with you here. This is, this is what David said. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See, David knew uh, what it was like to be a shepherd. He understood the responsibilities and the qualities and the personality of a shepherd. He understood uh, what a shepherd did. He understood that a shepherd was the one who kept the flock intact and protected and led the flock. 
He knew the, the duties of a shepherd. He knew that, uh, what it took to be a good shepherd. He knew that it wasn't easy uh, to be a shepherd, but that it took a, a lot of courage and strength to be a shepherd. And knowing all of this, David declared, the Lord is my shepherd. And though David was a, a shepherd himself when he was just a young boy and he later became a warrior and the king of Israel, he writes the 23rd Psalm as an old man. It was towards the very end of his life. This was after he had uh, faced many battles and endured many storms, often finding himself in, in deep, deep discouragement. You, you read that when you read the other Psalms. He, he was in a uh, bad place many a times and even finding himself running for his life at many times. And though David had gone through so much, he had a very, very close friend near him. And he referred to him as his shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, he said. The image that uh, would pop up in, in David's mind when he thought of God was a shepherd. One who protected him in the battle and one who encouraged him when he was down. And one who strengthened him when he was weak. And one who had picked him up when he had fallen down. And one who had given him direction when he was lost. And so to David, the Lord was his shepherd, and oh, the Lord was a good shepherd, and the good shepherd had always been with him. Now, uh, in declaring that the Lord was his shepherd, David was admitting that he was only but a sheep. David had lived long enough, and he had been through enough to admit, I am a sheep, and I am in need of a shepherd. Oh, yes, I've been a warrior in my lifetime. I defeated Goliath, but I'm still a sheep. I served as king in my life. In fact, I've been one of the greatest leaders in my corner of the earth, but I'm still a sheep. I'm a sheep in need of a shepherd. And God, you're the greatest shepherd that one could have. I need you as my shepherd. I need you in my life. I, I needed you when I was just a shepherd boy. I, I needed you when I was a nobody. I, I needed you when I was all alone. I needed you when I faced Goliath and, and I was a warrior. I, I needed you when I was king. I've always needed you. You are my everything, my all in all, Lord, you are my shepherd. Does anybody else feel like that today? That, Lord, you're my shepherd, and no matter what, I need you. No matter what happens in my life, I need you. I'm nothing without you. I can do nothing without you. I don't want to go anywhere without you, Lord. I, I don't want to live another day without you. I don't want to go anywhere without you, Lord, for you're my strength and, and you're my protection. And I need your mercy, Lord, and your goodness. I need you, Lord, because you are my shepherd. Now, it is believed that sheep are not the most intelligent, and certainly sheep are not the most powerful. It is said that sheep are easily led to the slaughter. Uh, they don't have much uh, discernment or even really much desire to think. They're naive animals, always getting themselves in trouble, much like uh, many of us, I suppose, before we came to Christ. We were influenced by the world and 
influenced by our friends, maybe, influenced by our environment, always getting ourselves in trouble. We were defenseless and and powerless and confused, naive to the effects of sin, living without much discernment. But church, if a sheep can find a good shepherd, he will become their defense and their protector and their leader. And here is David admitting that at times he has felt like a vulnerable and helpless and confused little lamb. But because he found himself a shepherd in the Lord, he had been strengthened and protected. On our own church, we are, we are simply weak. We are defenseless. We just really don't make the, the best decisions. We don't have the best discernment. We get lost easily, and, and we don't have enough wisdom and, and power to defeat the enemy. That's why we've got to make sure that we've got a good shepherd and that we're close to him every day. And David declared, the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd, and I need him everywhere I go go. I need him at all times. I need him in my life. What was he saying? I I think what he was saying is I can't make it without Jesus. I'm just no good without Jesus. My life's a mess without Jesus. I'm lost without Jesus. I have no strength. I'm powerless. I'm hopeless without Jesus. I need him for he is my shepherd. See, there is no problem uh, too big for the good shepherd. Not only can God do anything, but God is on your side. And when you've got the shepherd on your side, you never fight a battle alone. And you're never without strength. And you're never without hope. Because when you've got the shepherd, you got everything you need. The good shepherd comes with everything you need. And with the shepherd church, there's nothing, nothing out here, nothing out there, nothing in this world that he can't help you through. Nothing too big, nothing too difficult, nothing too hard. No demon too intimidating that God and all of his power can't defeat. And, and, and so when you need help, you can call on the shepherd and he'll help you. And, and when you don't know what to do, you can call on the shepherd and he'll show you. You just can't go wrong with putting your life in the hands of the shepherd. That's why David said, the Lord is my shepherd. And because of it, I lack nothing. I've got everything I need today. All of the joy and the peace and the hope, all of the power and authority that I need. All I've got to do is call on my shepherd. His name is Jesus, church, and he's faithful to help me. According to scripture, the good shepherd is Christ Jesus. 2,000 years ago, he laid down his life for you and me. The Bible says he He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. He literally gave his life for the sheep. He gave his life so that we might find new life. And the battle was won, church, when he defeated death, hell, and the grave. And nobody can take that away. 
Nobody can take that away from me today. Nobody can take that away from you. Nobody can take that away from the church because the victory is final. And Jesus took the keys. He took the keys of death and hell and he disarmed the rulers and the authorities of hell that no power, not even the power of death, can defeat the Christian. Oh, yes, we might die. Uh, we may all die an earthly death in this life, but it holds no sting anymore because the good shepherd has opened up the gates of heaven for all of his sheep. And one of these days, church, one of these days, he's going to raise every blood-bought saint from the grave. He who was the first to rise from the grave will soon raise every born-again Christian from the dead, granting them life eternal. He's a good, good shepherd. David says in verse 2, he, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. The good shepherd leads us to a place of rest, contentment, peace, and joy. See, David's surroundings, they were often bare and broken and David faced anguish at times because he, like us, lived in a broken world. But despite the broken world that he lived in, God would provide a place of peace and rest as God would lead David by his spirit and his word. Church, at times we may find ourselves thirsty or weary in this world. We might find ourselves discouraged and broken down but God's Spirit will pick us back up when we run back to Him. The comforts of God and the joys of His Holy Spirit are what we need in this world when our soul longs for something more. We need a refilling of His Spirit, a fresh outpouring of His presence. We need to find ourselves somewhere, it doesn't matter where, somewhere calling upon the Lord who's faithful to provide the strength that we need in a broken world. Church, there's no reason to be miserable. No reason at all to be miserable in this life. There's no reason to be hopeless or afraid. But instead, we need to spend more time in the presence of God. When they spend more time soaking in his presence, which gives life. For David to call the Lord his shepherd, he was admitting that God always knew better than he did. And so instead of living miserable, he always sought the shepherd who was wiser than, than him. I thought about that this, this week. And, you know, life doesn't get easier when we know more or learn more. But life gets easier when we trust God more. Life gets easier, church, when we trust God more. He restoreth my soul, David declared. See, sheep, sheep are prone to wander. It is said that no creature will lose itself uh, sooner than a sheep. A sheep will just walk off not knowing where it's going. Sheep are so apt to go astray and, and so unapt to find their way back. Simply, they, they just get lost easily. And, and David clearly understood his proneness to go astray like a lost sheep. 
like lost sheep church people can find themselves making the, the wrong decisions and walking the wrong way and turning on the wrong paths but when God shows them their error and brings them back to repentance he does what the word says he restoreth their soul that's what God wants to do you know it's what God does it's his burden it's his heartbeat it's his mission to restore your soul instead of letting you walk a and, and letting you continue on the wrong path. And instead of forgetting about you and forsaking you, this Jesus fights for you and he pulls you back and he wakes you up and he shows you the right way before it's too late because he's the good shepherd and the good shepherd restoreth souls. And church, may I add this morning, there's nobody out there that's too far gone. It's just nobody out there that's too far lost. Nobody out there that's wandered so far away that Christ and his power cannot find them and restore their soul. And I don't really care what other people say about this. And, and they can limit God if they want to in their life. But I believe that God can restore anybody. I believe anybody and everybody is a good candidate for the restoration of God. I believe God can bring anybody back. I believe God can soften any old hardened heart. You know, there are people this morning, on this Sunday morning, committing every sin in the book, committing every sin under the sun this morning, everything. But God has a plan to restore their soul. And if you're listening to me today and, and you're not where you need to be, you're not where you should be, and you've wandered a, away from God, don't you wait any longer. God is merciful. God is forgiving. God is full of kindness and, and love. Let him restore your soul. Run back to him. Call upon him in your mess and in your sins. Find mercy at the cross today. For he's a good shepherd. And like he said, he laid down his life for you. Verse 4, David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I spoke about it many times in the past, but in the land of Israel, there is an actual valley called the shadow of death. And it's a steep, dark, narrow canyon where the only light that comes into it is when the sun is directly above. It's a place that's known to be dangerous for travelers seeking to make a shortcut between Jerusalem and Jericho. Thieves and criminals would hide in the valley trying to attack and rob the people that came through. And so when David says this, he's referring to a dangerous place, a place of fear and intimidation place of anxiety and worry. But he says, I will fear no evil. I will fear no such thing. I will not be intimidated by the valley. I will not be intimidated by the uncertainty. I, I will not stay up all night full of anxiety. I will not give myself to worry. I won't allow anything in this world to disturb my spirit. Why? 
Because David understood who it was that was leading him through the valley of the shadow of death. He knew who it was that was with him. And he is the good shepherd. And David declared the good shepherd. He said, and thou art with me. Thou art with me in the valley. Thou art with me in the storm. Thou art with me in the battle. Thou art with me wherever I go. My shepherd is with me so why should I fear so what do we do when we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death what do we do when chaos comes what do we do when we're hit with uncertainty or we're surrounded by darkness what do we do we stay the course like David, we travel through the valley anyhow with God by our side because there's nothing we can't do with God by our side. There's nobody we should fear with God by our side. There's no reason to be troubled. There's no reason to be full of anxiety. But instead, we ought to walk through the valley of the shadow of death with peace and confidence, declaring with each and every step, Thou art with me. And when we take another step, we simply declare, And Thou art with me. And when we take another step, we declare again, Thou art with me in the valley. Thou art with me in the battle. Why should I be afraid? Why why should I be awake all night full of anxiety? Why should I be fearful? Thou art with me. David said in verse 5, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Everybody say, God provides. God provides. David is acknowledging here that he had food conveniently, a table spread, a cup filled, meat for his hunger, drink for his thirst. He never went without. God provides. I am never in need when I have my shepherd. In fact, he says, my cup runneth over. If there's one thing that old David, he was old at this time. He had lived his life. If there's one thing he learned at the end of his life, it's that God provides. David was saying, this is how it is when you let God lead your life. My cup runneth over. I have more than enough, David declared. God provides. And then verse 6, David ends with this. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David's expectation at his old age was that goodness and mercy would follow him all the days of his life. He could count on the shepherd's goodness and mercy. It shall follow me, he said, as the water out of the rock followed the camp of Israel in the wilderness in the Old Testament. God's mercy will follow me. God's mercy will never run out. David believed in the continuation of God's mercy because he had seen it all of his life leading up to the very end. 
all of the days of my life. It will not go away. It will not run out. His mercy and his goodness is here to stay. Surely it will, he said. He was certain, church, as sure as the promise of God can make it. He was sure that as long as he had breath to breathe, there was mercy for David. Church, do we have faith in God's goodness and mercy like David did? Are we counting on it each and every day? Are we leaning upon his promise that the good shepherd will be with us all the days of our life and that his mercy will follow us everywhere we go? Surely it will, he said. David learned that God's mercy never runs out. And lastly, he says this. If there's one thing that I have decided, it's that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David's mind was clearly made up. It's worth serving the Lord. It's worth serving the Lord. It's worth serving the Lord. The Lord has been so very good to me, so I want to dwell in his house forever. Church, we ought to have our minds made up too that Jesus is the best thing out there. Jesus is the only thing I need. Jesus is where my joy is at and my peace and my strength and my hope. Jesus is my everything. Jesus is the good shepherd and I need him every day of my life. You can have the world and everything the world has. You can have all of it if you want it. But for me, I just need Jesus. I just want Jesus. And like David, I'm determined to serve him all the days of my life. No matter what happens, because things will happen, I'm going to serve the Lord. No matter what comes my way, I'm going to serve the one who laid down his life for me. I'm going to serve the one who took on the cross for me. So church, I ask, is your mind made up? Is Christ your shepherd? Have you chosen to follow him every day of your life? Are you going to serve the one who laid down his life for you? Because Christ calls on all those who are lost and weary, saying, come with all your worries. Come with all your issues. Come just how you are, and I'll be your shepherd. Let's all stand this morning, church. I will be your shepherd. Today, the 23rd Psalm reminds us that God will, he's always good, and he's worthy of our trust. He's worthy of our trust. If there's one thing that I feel that uh, David wanted the reader to know without a doubt. It's this. Remember, this is a, he's old now. He's lived his life. This is what he's learned. Serving God is worth it. Did you hear it? This is David. He, he's a wise man at this point. He's made a lot of mistakes. He's found God's forgiveness and mercy. He knew what it was like to live an unrepentant life and try to run away from God. He, he had highs and lows, ups and downs. He was uh, a rich man and a kingly man at times. And other times he was running for his life. He had he'd done everything. If there's one thing he, he really wished that would be impressed upon the reader as, he, uh, as the person would read Psalm 23, it's that serving God is worth it. Serving the Lord is worth it. Walking with the good shepherd is worth it. 
church, clearly the Lord didn't just want to be the shepherd. He wanted to be the good shepherd, declaring that the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And Jesus came and he laid down his life for you and me. He did all that he needed to do to save us. He came to us. He came to us in our sins. He, he came to us in our mess and he came with a solution. And that's what's so good, so great about the shepherd. You don't have to go and try to convince him that you're worthy. You don't have to go and convince him that you might have some potential. You don't have to go and convince him that you might be good enough because he already knows you're just a big mess. But he comes to you anyhow, knocking on your door, even though your house may be a mess, walking on your path, trying to convince you that he can save you and that he still loves you. And so church, the greatest thing that you can do is simply open up your heart and surrender to him. For some of you, it may be for the very first time. For many others, well, he may have been here many times before, but no matter who you are, what you've done, or what your past consists of, Christ loves you. Jesus loves you, and he laid down his life for you. He wants to be your shepherd. He wants to restore your soul. He wants to walk with you and talk with you. But the question is, will you let him? Will you let him? As they begin to sing a song this morning, I wonder if you would call upon the Lord in your mess. It may be a big mess, but I wonder if you'd begin to call upon the Lord and say, God, I want you to be my shepherd. God, I need you in my life, Lord. Maybe it's that you need to repent and ask God for forgiveness. He's full of mercy and love. He'll forgive you. If you confess your sins and ask, the Lord will forgive you this morning. He wants to be your shepherd. He knocks on your door saying, I still love you, child. I still love you. I still love you. He's the good shepherd. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. For more information about Pursuit, visit PursuitChurchAR.com. Thank you for listening and see you next week.